It's Natalie again, and we're back with episode four, where Chris and Joey join me as we dive into the differences between developers that have a traditional technical degree versus a modern bootcamp certification and the impact it's having on the job market. Something that I feel like we talk a lot about, especially on the staffing side, is when it comes to hiring managers that want somebody with, let's say, they, they want a junior to mid developer. Mm -hmm. So maybe two to four years of experience. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit more than that. I feel like right now, especially in the Atlanta market, with all of the boot camps, online courses here in town, they are heavily trained on frameworks, mm -hmm. lightly trained on um, JavaScript. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's, it, they're very lightly the trained. language. Right. right. Um, it, they spend a lot more time on the framework. So it's like when they come out to, when they come to get jobs, like they don't necessarily, like especially like, like our code tests. Right. Most of them aren't going to be able to pass that code test, right. you know, our JavaScript code test, because it is way more in depth than the training that they've received. Right. So I'm wondering how these kind of, this kind of like new era software developer right. kind of like how this is impacting the job market. And, you know, we were just talking before we started recording, like one of our jobs right now is a senior React developer. It's not a senior JavaScript, right. you know, well, like we're, we're, we're um, changing the names of the right. job, you know, like we're mm -hmm. more focused on very, um, very specific frameworks, very, very specific technologies instead of just like a well-rounded <coughs> software developer. Well, the reason for a lot of the, that's kind of like a big loaded ask right there, but uh, it's easier to teach someone a framework in a short amount of time because the frameworks are so powerful. Right. That if you're going to teach them, you don't want to go really deep with it, especially in a, a boot camp class setting that runs about three to four months. You mm -hmm. don't have the time mm -hmm. to give them the in-depth training to get them out the door because a lot of these folks are coming in, you know, sometimes they're coming in as like waiters and waitresses or right. like other industries and they're going into these boot camps and they're there for a short amount of time and then they're either going to go back to that job or try to figure a way to migrate over into the the software development world and if you're gonna spend that short amount of time you have to give them a framework right and so the boot camps know that that's the only way to get them out the door and get the mm -hmm. graduation rates and get the people flowing in from cohort to cohort Sure. and you know what I feel like it does uh, to the talent pool in any market is it does um, does dilute it a bit because I, and what I mean by that early on if you were in software development, you had a degree in some sort of, whether it was CS, MIS, CIS, whatever it was. But you spent three to four years learning everything about that. You, you became a little more well-rounded in the exposure of what you had because you had group projects, you had individual projects, you had various types of classes touching on various different things. At the time, you also probably didn't have, you didn't have that many frameworks, so you had to do the deep dive, learn it all from the bottom up, and those people came out more well-rounded and the talent was a little bit better from like, you could be good and well-rounded, which kind of made you great. Mm -hmm. it, it's really hard to find someone who's coming out of boot camp who's just awesome, right? right. Who just knows how, who's kind of autodidact, who picks it up by themselves. Or unless they had were self-taught mm -hmm. before or had some type of technical position before making this transition. Exactly, yeah. and, and so what's kind of created this and why you've kind of seen a flip and why, um, you know, boot camps may have gone out of business or they're not thriving as well as they were is the employer side of it realized that hey this is starting to get diluted here they're not there's not enough time to teach them and then when they get out 
be at the level that I need them at and to warrant that sort of pay that's going on in the industry. And so they just get like frustrated and they, they, they start not looking towards the boot camps uh, for those graduates. And I think one of the strongest traits of a good developer is someone that is well-versed in right. a bunch of different areas. Right. You know, that's, I think that's what makes it, you know, a real strong developer, you know, not someone that just knows a framework. So, you know, if you're looking for a junior React developer, then a boot camp's great. Right. right. But if you're looking for someone to come in and work on, you know, Laravel, PHP Laravel sites or code igniter or expression engine or wordpress and all these different you know php level platforms you're going to want to find someone that's either um you know has more of a, a college degree because I'm, I'm pretty sure college programs still kind of start you at the bottom and and right. build this you know this very in-depth mm -hmm. knowledge of the technologies you're working in um but yeah i mean there there i think there's a need for both mm -hmm. um but if you're if you're looking for anything that's like intermediate to senior level I'm always looking for someone that's well-versed, someone that's not just trained on one specific right. Right. framework or even language. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of React developers mm -hmm. that know React, Angular. Mm -hmm. uh, they might not know core JavaScript, but they still know React, Angular, Vue.js, like all these different libraries. So they're still pretty well-versed in that space, which, to me, that tells me that they could then pick up the core JavaScript. Totally. They might know more about it than they actually think they know about it based on working across the board, even if it's just framework after framework after framework. Right. And like from my perspective, I get frustrated when, you know, maybe hiring managers are looking for someone with Angular experience or something. And when we give them someone that has React and Vue and maybe they want to learn, learn Angular, but it's like, no, they don't have Angular. But it's like, but they can pick it up. If, if they're a strong developer, like they'll right. be able to pick it up. So it's like there, there's both sides. There's right. and like no one, I don't feel like any hiring manager kind of has the same perspective on it, which makes it difficult. But it depends on the type of company, I think. Yeah. Um, especially companies that are gonna have, you know, more senior people that are going to help these right. junior intermediate right. level people along or companies that have internal training programs. But if it's a smaller company, I mean, right. you just got to find someone that on day one is going to be producing right. code sure. and what you need oh, them totally. to produce. Well, and it also depends on the software manager's philosophy on software development. Okay. In that, for me, I, I know that if, if someone can do, let's say, React versus Angular versus Vue.js, uh, um, it's all built on the MVC model, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can do one, you can most likely do them all or pick it up relatively right. quickly. And so for, I find it fine that if you're React and I need you for Vue, that you're gonna pick it up within a week and we'll be off and running and great. You just need to have the talent to be able to code. I know you're gonna be able to do the job, but not everybody thinks that way. They think you just have to have X, Y, or Z, and if you don't have it, then I don't really want to try you on something else. So then let's take this opportunity to maybe educate. Okay. So during the interview process, so let, let's say that you were talking to somebody that is only React and you need them to do Vue or vice versa. How are you assessing over the phone or in person? Because obviously we're not going to give them a test specific for that because they don't have, we know that they don't have that framework experience. Like how are you getting to know them as a software developer and how well-rounded they actually are? Because they can talk to the concepts. Okay. At the core, it's all the same. Okay. They can talk to the concept, concepts, and I ask them a lot about what they have actually built because I think, you know, 
based on what they've built, even if it was built in a framework, will determine if maybe they are working with more you know, non-React JavaScript code than they, are, they actually think they are, mm-hmm. um, like I said earlier. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it, it's a one-by-one case basis. You just kind of have to analyze them, talk to them about the concepts. Can they, can they speak to the technology in general? Uh, have they have they dabbled in any other frameworks even because a lot of people will not put on their resume but they've spent you know 20 30 days at home in their free Mm -hmm. time reading about a a different framework or and that's not something you see on their resume but as you start talking to them they're like oh yeah well i i've worked with you know they put Mm -hmm. it in quotes i've worked with angular or whatever just Mm -hmm. not in a professional capacity it's like okay well great that means you are a self-learner you picked it up. You're motivated to try something new. Like those are the traits we, we look for on that front. Right. Right. So I've spent a lot of time with people that are in boot camps and like recent boot camp grads, um, specifically the the boot camps here in town. And they are always like, "What can I do to help get a job out of a boot camp?" And so I'm not a software developer. So go back to college. <laughs> so my advice, like I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's the best advice, but what I generally tell them to do is to um, kind of like publish their projects on their GitHub, yep. like their personal project <clears throat> and their group projects. Publish as much as they can there, and like you said, if you're doing anything at home, um, put it on your resume. Also, like ask your mom or your dad if they need a website like Mm -hmm. put put all your training into practice into work something like build a portfolio that you can show because like if you go to boot camp and you have three to four months of experience and you get out and you're just sitting there and you're supplying to jobs and not still learning not still building Mm -hmm. applications like you're i i agree with that i mean it's it's the number one thing i look for is someone that's self-motivated and if Mm -hmm. someone gets out of a boot camp and continues working at their you know, waiter job or their non-technical job for for months on end and they don't have any personal projects or they don't have any, you know, they dabbled in these new technologies, then they're not motivated to be in the development space. Um, So, yeah, I'm always looking for someone that tinkers, you know, and someone that has published work. You know, I, my first few websites, I built just to build, just because I wanted to learn. I had zero intentions of trying to make money. Um, publishing them a lot of them never even hit the internet mm-hmm. um, you know so many people these days are you know how can I make money how can I make money but at you know at the same point I'm like if you enjoy it just do it don't right. don't do it for the money you know that was my thing it took my wife an outsider to come to me and say hey you love doing this why don't you try and right. make a career out yeah. of it uh, we had this conversation the other day in one of in my in my peer CEO group and what we were discussing was the uh, resumes becoming obsolete and mm-hmm. everybody having yes. their personal brand out there, their own mm-hmm. website that's showcasing what their capabilities are yeah. and that the future is, hey, give me your link to your to your, your self-branded page with all your portfolio stuff and your LinkedIn profile. Right. And that's all we need to judge you by. And I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's going more towards that way. And so I would tell these boot camp graduates of the cohort, um, to focus on putting your 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 work out there online for people to see uh, because resumes are, are harder and harder to look at for hiring managers for managers who are software you know who are the software manager they're less likely mm-hmm. to look at they want to see projects, pro- projects yeah. and production mm-hmm. exactly. they want to see what you can do 
on their own time, right? Because a stack of resumes is going to sit in the inbox and it's probably going to filter out somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if they can go to link, they're always, it's, it's like the next thing. They don't know what they're about to look at, right? And so it, it, it's visual. Resumes are a piece of paper with words on it. These things are very visual and they can be really awesome. When people mm -hmm. can make them awesome, they can also be really bad. But um, I think that's what motivates me to look at the next person, whether they come from boot camp or college or wherever else in life, that they've got this branded site that I can go to and I can check out their work. Another thing, me. another thing I'll add is publish the stuff you did in the boot camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So many times we'll interview people from boot camps where they don't have code examples or they don't have specific examples of stuff they worked on, but then during the conversation they'll be like, oh yeah, I did that in the boot camp. It's like, well then publish it, you right. know? Yeah. Make it available, you know? Right. I don't know why, but right. for some reason people think that the educational work right. doesn't count. Like it's not real world experience, <laughs> right. but right. in the development space, right. anything right. you build is real world experience. Right. And you can showcase that to people like us. Yeah through what I mentioned a minute ago. Right. And it's very simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've already done the work. Just put it out there for people to view and start making it more as an individual brand. I feel like they need like an hour a week of class that's like career coaching, like stuff yeah. like this. Because I think that should be a big part of boot camps is career because, coaching. Because there's um, literally a, like a large percentage of the folks that I talk to have all of these same types of questions and like they haven't been guided well, it sounds Through like we this. just need to tell them all to listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of our great advice. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so I think we've determined regardless of degree or boot camp, where you came from, doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. More so matters on your ambition, mm -hmm. what you take time to do in your personal time. I wouldn't it, say I, it doesn't really matter, but I think it matters less in the development space. Okay, so, so it matters less. Yes. So to apply to, to Codesmiths, do you have to have a degree or have graduated from a boot camp? I've never looked at the, I think it's it's fun to look at if someone comes from some Ivy League school, but when it comes to determining hiring or not, I could care less. It, it, mm -hmm. I, it, we're looking at, for like if we're glan just glancing at it, we're going to hit all the buzzwords, do you have them? And then we're going to kind of put it to the next process. Is this right. someone who we are willing to have that phone conversation with? And then after the phone conversation, okay. They know the concepts. Let's put them through the test. Okay, they've taken the test. Let's grade it. How well did they do? Mm -hmm. And at that point, we bring them in, and they've done like three or four steps before they even come in, mm -hmm. which makes that in-person really the final step. Right. So our process is really tight. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, yeah, I was, I was actually just reading an article, I think it came out yesterday when we were recording this, uh, that Google and Facebook and a couple of other companies have officially dropped their requirements to have a college degree. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to my wife about this, and, and she said, you know, what, what jobs did they drop this requirement on? But, you know, from a development standpoint, I honestly do not think a college degree is that important of a trade. It's it's all about what you can produce and what you have produced. Well, it's about talent, and that's what we look for. Talent, ambition, drive, all that sort of stuff. And I think because uh, people coming through are now learning coding and technology at an earlier and earlier age, right. that they're kind of getting uh, an informal college education through middle school high school and when they come out they choose not to go to college but they're really good at it right you don't want to have 
that as a criteria that eliminates them sure. from an opportunity. Exactly. And so I think that's why they're lo- they're eliminating these things because they're recognizing these people are coming out and they don't they're just as good sometimes right. as these people who are, le- who are graduating yeah. from college. I mean, I would I would never want to pass on someone at, for a job just because they couldn't afford the forty thousand dollars it takes to go to college. Right. Like, that's just that doesn't even occur to me. You know, right. is that a requirement? Right. That's good. Yeah. We're interviewing a 13-year-old next week. We are. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I, I seriously want to bring this this kid on for, for a podcast episode. I'm not kidding. He started college when he was seven years old. And when we're seven, is this when we tie our shoes? Is this when we learn to tie our shoes? Uh, kindergarten, so maybe four or five. Oh. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe I was seven. behind the curve. You clearly don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, I do not have kids. Um, so, yeah, so he's, yeah, so he's, he's highly educated. Mm-hmm. But, again, he was seven and could do stuff that a lot of adults couldn't do. You know, as far as like software development, I was playing Math Munchers, right? Um, my <laughs> exactly, yeah. fifty years ago. I was all about video games <laughs> at that age. <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, it's it's wild. It's interesting, and I and I do, and I feel like this is maybe a little bit off topic, but not really. Um, I think more college programs are going to go away. Maybe not go away, but um, less job. More jobs are going to require or won't require as much. Um, like education, and I think we're going to see a large transition into um, trade schools. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, I would be curious to find. You know, I, I haven't done any research on this front, but are there other industries and careers that are the same as development? Are you know to go into construction, you know, mm-hmm. to be an architect or to you know do any of these types of jobs? Is a college degree still important, or can you self be self-taught via the internet? You know, is that becoming more and more common across all industries and all companies and careers? Right, right. Because they're looking for skill, right? So you can go through, and um, I like the fact that high schools are now kind of breaking the students out if they have a particular trade that they want to go towards, mm-hmm. that they go and learn that for a portion of the right. day. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, much like myself, if I would have, if they would have had that kind of program when I was in 11th or 12th grade, when I was like, okay, this is my pathway, having the opportunity to set some time during the day to go focus primarily on that would have given me a leg up going into college. Mm-hmm. Now, what gave me a leg up in college was the fact that I, I also worked through college, and when I got out, I had two years' experience in right. software development. So. Um, unfortunately for me, it was during the bust of the dot-com era, and yeah. there were no jobs yeah. to be had. <laughs> um, you know, kind of, kind of the differences and the, the trends that we're, we're starting to see and, and how the boot camps are really impacting the job market, the candidate job market, and how hiring managers maybe don't necessarily need, need to adjust what they're looking for, but be a little bit more open-minded. Well, I, I don't think they know, right? They haven't, they're not in a position and have not been in a position to, to be on the forefront of all the changes that are going on. They're more reactive to it. Sure. And they're late to the game. And so that's where we come in to mm-hmm. help educate them right. yeah. and start skewing their perspective in the way that is more in line of what they actually need. Right. Because we're, that's our job is mm-hmm. to help them on that. They come to us and say, we want X, Y, and Z in this particular uh job posting and then we come back we go and check on it what's going on in the market and then we may come back and say well you want all of these things but you know there's only like one person who might be able to do it in 
-hmm. they work for Facebook. So mm -hmm. you may want to change X and Y. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're pretty receptive to it. I mean, that's the thing. If you, I agree. I mean, that, that's what's unique about us is we do the hiring. You know, Joey and I both both handle the hiring here at CodeSmith, but we we are developers. We know that approach. Whereas most hiring managers, I think, are just you know classically trained business people that have gone into that career path and so they you know they don't have that firsthand experience and so that's kind of the coaching that we provide is filling them in on you right. know, from a firsthand experience perspective right yeah I think that's what sets us apart to be honest on the software development project side as well as the staffing side we take the same approach in a different way for both both um, arms of the business mm -hmm. yeah Thanks so much for listening to DevBits. You can now find us on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love your feedback, so please leave us a review and let us know if you have any suggestions for a topic. Follow Codesmith on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Toodles!